This isn't a fucking conspiracy. This is real life, and people are fucking dying. and rumble as well today we're doing a live stream again uh you know once again it's a kind of a current events thing we're covering the six seven six four slash oh nine a stuff again the satanic pedo cult stuff uh so this is all developing stuff so we'll be doing live streams uh for these pretty much whenever they drop uh so i do want to you know give a shout out to my patrons say thank you for you know hooking me up to where i'm able to do stuff like this uh, but yeah, Loki Ragnarok, yes, this is the stream that made Cole scare. So with that, guys, this is a live stream. Uh, I think I'm on Rumble. I, I'm streaming from Rumble as well. I think it's connected now. So I don't know if any of you Rumble guys want to try to send a message, and I'll see if it connects to StreamYard. Otherwise, I'll try to poke over there in the course of the stream to check and see if you guys have any questions. Uh, my patrons always get priority for questions. Uh, for example, this guy right here, Abrogate uh, Authoritarians. Can't believe I caught this randomly. Yeah, bud, it's good to have you here. Uh, but I do want to remind you guys how this normally works. Normally, I do stuff that's behind the paywall. Usually, uh, do a live stream for my patrons, and then about a week or so later, it becomes available for the public, uh, except for in the exceptions where we have typically like current events type stuff like this. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to go get that early stuff at patreon.com, no way, Jose 2020. I have like two uh, out of probably a three or four episode, uh, you know, Jonestown series behind the paywall right now because I've been doing some of these live streams that they've stayed behind for multiple weeks now. So if you want to be able to get early stuff like that, that's where you go. Patreon.com, no way, Jose 2020. Lowest level is two bucks. The highest level is my sponsors, and I read them off every episode. I have Toad, who's my uh, co host on Tower Gang. Follow him uh, on Twitter at Tower Gang Toad. Then at Abrogate D's, that's who I just brought up a second ago. Then I have at Z O V E R A C K. Then at underscore Infinite Zeal. Then Jacob Daniel of the Biblical Anarchy podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Biblical Anarchy. They also have Tim Tuttle at Jollyon Klebold. He's the one who made that edit you saw as the intro today. So go give him a follow if you like those. He does a lot of them. I use his uh, quite frequently. And then at Stinky Sock 420, he's a singer of the band Bender, a metalcore, metalcore band. Definitely go check that out. Do want to let you guys know, remind you, uh, for the $5 and up level, I'm doing a, give, a giveaway for coffee this year, with, or not this year, this month with my sponsor. 
Uh, so that's uh, Fox and Sons. Go to foxandsons.com. Use Jose at checkout. That way they can let them know they're getting their money from me. And maybe they'll stick around and keep supporting me, and that'd be great. Uh, but with that, let's get Ken in here. Let's get to it. Talk about the latest in the Satan world. What's up, bud? How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Good to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, we we just recently kind of, I mean, you, obviously you guys broke the story, but then I, we brought up my show and shared it with my audience what was going on. I think we kind of had like a bigger, big picture view in the last episode. Uh, for one, there was breaking stuff recently that came out, so I figured we'd cover that. But then just kind of go to the specifics of the arrests of some of the individuals Probably maybe do a little bit of talk about just kind of, you know, uh, 764 and 09A. I've done a little bit of a deep dive and spiraling probably in multi, probably damn near 20 podcasts I've listened to on the topic uh, just because it's, it's wild shit. Uh, so I figure maybe get a little bit more to that, more, more of the ground level stuff just to kind of, you know, flesh out for people that this is real and there have been multiple arrests already. All right, we have BX with us. She joined us. She was running a little bit late. How you doing, BX? Sorry. Hey, okay. guys, what's up? Am I too loud? Uh, I, I don't know. The audience can just what about now? sound fine to me. Oh, now you're okay. real quiet. Okay. Uh, maybe what about now? Oh, that, I think that's a good level. I like that level. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, we're. I was just telling the audience, uh, last episode, we kind of did big picture stuff. Uh, in, in this episode, I think we'll, we'll kind of be focusing a little bit more on some of the individuals and... Uh, you know, maybe a little bit more theorizing or just kind of our, our thoughts on the interplay and, th and the ideologies of 764 and 09A. But let's, uh, let's start off with, uh, Ken, you, wanna, you, you said you wanted to start off with the latest one. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because that actually, weirdly, <clears throat> you were telling me that we kind of played a part in that somewhat. Yeah, I figured that would be a good jumping off point since we, I think we got an anonymous tip. Uh, this time last week, somebody said, hey, I've got some information for you guys. Uh, after that show, uh, an anonymous Twitter user who apparently created a kind of a sock puppet account for the sole purpose of providing a BX, Jose and I, with uh, news that yet another one of these 764 satanic pedophiles uh, was arrested and that actually happened just on January 31st and, you know, wasn't reported at the time. And uh, we, we got the anonymous tip thanks to your show, Jose. So thanks for that. And the details of that case are, just like the others, pretty crazy and also very appalling. Because it turned out that the day before our show last week, uh, the satanic pedophile who had been arrested on January 31st, uh, his name's Richard Densmore goes by the nickname Rabbit. Uh, for some reason, inexplicably, a judge let him out on bail last Monday. Uh, thankfully, the Justice Department, uh, I don't think it, the Justice Department gets much correct, but uh, the day of the show, they had filed an emergency motion to revoke the bond for all the obvious reasons. Uh, apparently, the judge let this guy out because he said, well, hey, this, this isn't in real life terrorism or pedophilia. He's just doing sick stuff on the internet. But uh, this guy's victimized, you know, un untold amounts of, you know, little kids, getting them to cut themselves, uh, you know, send him child porn and, and just unspeakable things. So, yeah, the Justice Department filed an, an emergency motion. They had a hearing last Thursday 
and a different judge uh, put the guy back behind bars. Uh, he's set to stand trial right now in April. I, I have to imagine that's going to get pushed as, as they file their various motions for discovery. Uh, but, but yeah, a lot's happened since the last time we talked. Yeah. Uh, PX, do you have any thoughts uh, particular about Densmore? Uh, I don't know if you really dug into that one. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts before. I kind of want to dig into the specifics a little bit. Just kind of, yeah. I know we kind of want to skirt around some of the nasty details, but I think people need to realize that I mean, because we're talking a lot of vague, vague, uh, vagaries here. Uh, this, these are they're doing some fuck shit. So, yeah. Um, basically, uh, so it wasn't. Uh, so the person who told me about the Dinsmore situation is the same confidential source who told me about the um, the Kyle Spitz situation. So that's kind of been my confidential source throughout this entire thing. Um, basically just a person who um, didn't want to be identified, um, wanted to see this uh, whole mess and wanted to help uh, help it to basically go away. And, and also, I guess they're frustrated because, um, you know, the situation is not getting enough attention like you think it would. You would really think that this would be getting a lot of attention, right? And it's just not. And um, the person had told me that they'd gone to multiple different journalists, multiple different media outlets, and they'd all kind of given them the run around or rejected their story outright. And so, yeah, that's kind of bizarre to me because you would think like, you know, we're talking about like a satanic pedophile ring that's confirmed by the DOJ. Like it's real. It's not it's not a conspiracy theory at all. Right. There's no really even conspiracy. It's a gang, honestly. Right. It's a criminal organization. <clears throat> and um, there's court records that are, you know, and then there's a lot of things that are breaking. So he brought me the rabid thing, which um, I, I guess he just came to realize it because of um, something that happened in one of his chats or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, and my, co my confidential source also told me that the specifically, he said, rabid is the worst of the worst. This guy, rabid is the, you know, the tag name of this Richard Dinsmore guy. And he said, this guy is honestly the most disgusting monster I've ever seen in this space. And that's saying a lot. He's like, you know, this guy's um, basically been out on bail, I guess. And just or not bail, but like after their initial investigation and the initial charges, like he's just been out and wreaking havoc and continuing to groom kids and do all kinds of messed up stuff, which is crazy. So, um, yeah, it's it's wild that they're not taking these guys in sooner, but it really is a glimpse into the justice system and how difficult it is sometimes to actually get, um, you know, they want the charges that are going to stick, right? They don't want to get them on something petty and then they get off on like, you know, some kind of double jeopardy issue and like they end up kind of like messing, screwing up the conviction or whatever. And so sometimes it takes them a lot longer than we think it should to, to get these guys away from um, the population um, that they intend to harm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's basically my thoughts. And my other thoughts is that I, I do know. I do have reason to strongly suspect that there are going to be a lot more arrests incoming um, that several, um, you know, this is a big deal to the FBI and to law enforcement. Um, they've prioritized this issue. And so I think what we're going to see is like a cascade of arrests um, here in the next few months. Yeah. Someone in the chat said, I guess the 764 slash NLM people claim that Rabbit wasn't one of theirs. He says well, that's a common theme with them. 
Oh yeah. Uh, do you know what NLM? I don't. I haven't heard. Yeah, that um, NLM is like a. It's it's related to seven six four. Um, it's uh, no lives matter movement. Oh yeah, I've seen um, that a lot in their programs, yeah. So yeah. so you see like seven six four six seven six and all these other things. So like basically they have like all of these little splinter cells all over the place, and they're basically the same group um but they just you know like one of them goes to jail and the other one decides they want the group to be named nlm and like that as far as i can tell that's what's going on but jm i think he can also tell you because he knows a lot about what's going on behind the scenes right that um these guys are filthy liars and they're dumb and they're um really just thugs um low iq criminals and oh, there's a lot of dumb yeah, there's a lot of infighting in their group. There's a lot of like, you know, they're attacking each other from within, which is, you know, a, a red flag of certain <laughs> certain infiltration, right? So they're they're eating each other alive from the inside, and you can take from that what you will. Yeah, they are ridiculously dumb. I mean, I've still I've gotten seen some more messages of them threatening me and other people, and it really does look like you know when someone trans like when you get something from china and has the english translation i, I don't know if, if they're, they're outsourcing their work to Indo indonesians or something but it doesn't it, i just don't know if maybe they're just that stupid but i am impressed with the the how illiterate they really are uh, it just i don't know i i, I just it is weird because at some point we'll get into the interplay between them and like 09a and it is such a different beast uh between the two things uh but yeah, let's get into some of the specifics of uh, of this guy. Uh, the the key points that uh, I guess we kind of breezed over is his thing they got him for was he uh, was making uh, child porn, engaging self harm, created like essentially a uh, a what would you call it a, a forum? They called it the sewer. Have you either of you really looked into that at all? Uh, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you'd even want to admit you've somehow been looking on the sewer. <laughs> But the primary purpose of Sewer was to stream child pornography and self-harm content. Uh, Rabbit told the girl to solicit people to stream content on Sewer. The girl streamed a video of herself on Sewer in which she inserted an ice cube into her vagina. And that's referring to a 15-year-old girl. So uh, this is, a, I'm guessing, one individual they got. Uh, oh, this is from a complaint the FBI got in uh, 2022. So this is just one person who's gone on record. I don't know if there's more. Uh, what, what are you guys' thoughts? Um, I mean, I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of the content in there, um, not in the sewer specifically, but, you know, just in these spaces. Um, usually when I go into the telegrams, I use like the preview mode to kind of just, you, it'll let you see what's in there, but it'll blur out some of the more explicit stuff. Um, because I don't have any desire to see any more of that than I need to, because, um, and I think this is worth pointing out, but like, you know, one of the, the, their goals on using this kind of really obscene, horrific kind of content, right? Because I mean, like what you're describing is abuse, you know, sure, absolutely. But what they're really doing is they're trying to get people to do the most disgusting things imaginable, right? Murder their pets, their house pets, gut their house pets, you know, make satanic like like shrines out of their house but like it's disgusting right um a lot of self-mutilation and self-harm which is very very distressing to see um and they use that content to 
I guess, radicalize other people and traumatize other people. And there's a big emphasis on trauma, trauma-based conditioning, right? Where they're, they're trying to traumatize these kids um, into kind of just going numb and being desensitized. And the same thing goes for researchers. You know, you'll be, you could, like, you will be traumatized from seeing that kind of stuff. Um, especially stuff, you know, that's clearly, you know, child pornography or something like someone harming a child like that, that kind of for normal people, that kind of image doesn't ever leave your brain. Right. <laughs> and so I want to reduce as much exposure to that as possible, which is another reason why there's been some actors of unknown, I guess, in motivations on some of my Twitter threads posting like, oh, here's a link to a telegram that I don't want anyone going in there. Right? I don't want to tell, I'll blur out the names of telegram channels. I don't want people finding them and going there because not only does every time you see that content, it victimizes one of the victims, right? Because they're using it to try to extort and harass them and humiliate them. And so the more people that see it, the worse it is for the victims, number one. And it's really just bad for you. It's not good for you to see that stuff. Um, so I've been trying to stay out as much as I can. I ask, um, I have a couple of people who are brave enough to go in there and get some of the, you know, the, the worst stuff. And I am able to kind of direct them on what to do, whether that's contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, or whether there's a way that they can kind of crop out some of the, you know, um, illicit stuff so that I can send it to Nick Mick or send it to, you know, the law enforcement or whatever, um, to try to get these kids justice without like, you know, furthering the harm to them. It's yeah. definitely a, a fucked up situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another key thing, and I think we did mention it is there were photos found, uh, more, most particularly he got a girl to carve rabbit on her forehead and there are other ones of like the letter R and other places. So these are the kind of things they're doing, uh, you know, preying on young children. All right, uh, well, let's go to the next one. Let's go with uh, Almeida, because I believe he was the first notable one. Uh, Ken, what can you tell me about Almeida? I believe, like I said, I believe he was probably the, one of the first notable ones recently, unless uh, I'm not aware, because I'm only aware of four arrests so far. Uh, Limkin, Almeida... Uh, Densmore, and then I guess Spritz, although Spritz is kind of in a weird limbo, I think. I, I don't know if there's any news on that, but I guess we can get into Almeida and, and the shit that he's he did. Yeah, the, the interesting thing about Almeida is he was arrested back in November 2021, and we only heard about it, what, last September when they finally unsealed records and revealed that the FBI has been investigating this group for, you know, two years and running. You know, before that, people uh, people didn't even know the existence of 764. Um, what, what to say about Almeida, the person? I, I An empty vessel, like totally mentally gone. Uh, I'm reading through the court filings where he's in jail now, like his defense attorney will try to come into his cell and talk to him, and he'll just scream, refuse to talk to his own counsel. So this kid is just, you know, probably at 85 IQ level, uh, total, you know, schizophrenic. It, it definitely, you know, seems or reading about his case, uh, you know, similar to Densmore, he'd have girls, you know, carve things into them. Uh, he was an overt pedophile. He would display, I think he had like a, what, a shirt or something like I love child porn or I, I'm a kitty fiddler. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he seems like a real scumbag. Uh, one of the interesting things that uh, online people saw is that uh, in the background, he's got an 09A flag that he bought from Joshua Caleb Sutter, who is an FBI informant. So, Did they got, say he bought it from him? Uh, well, it, it came from... Oh, their storefront. Yeah, yeah, it was like the Temple of Blood Martinet press i think mm -hmm. it came for, uh, i think it's safe to assume that he probably bought Where did it that money go so, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um and i don't want to go back to densmore too much but be before we get too far from him I, I think there's there's a common theme where people like angel almeida and other like literally retarded teenagers are involved in this but the interesting thing about densmore is he is 47 years old and I was actually wondering if BX might have more insight about how Densmore became involved. And he seems to be the only fully developed, like, well, I wouldn't call him developed. I think he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, too, in the military, by the way. But I just think it's interesting that Densmore, you know, a 47-year-old hanging out with, you know, 20-year-olds. And yeah, do we know yeah. why that is? I don't know. That is a, that's kind of a deviation from the norm, right? Um, because in general, most of them are younger, much younger. And this guy just seems to be this kind of this outlier, this ex-military schizophrenic. But, um, you know, I was sent a couple of recordings from his uh, Discord server, right? And I think I sent those to you guys, too. I'm sure I think that you, you listened to them. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> he was basically just like... Yeah, the police came over and they kept saying there are kids in the basement, there are kids in the basement. And I kept telling them there was no basement. It was really embarrassing for my neighbors. And like, you know, it, it's just guns, guys. I got a gun charge. I'm going to do 10 years for a gun charge. And somebody was like, why do you have guns? He's like, because I'm a paranoid schizophrenic. Okay, I'm insane. And it's like, mm. holy shit. Like, all right. So there we go. So he got, a, you know, a gun charge. Um, and then, um, you know, after that, it was like a, probably a year later, I guess, maybe that, um, they came out and said, well, actually it's, you know, here's the child grooming charges. And we got them on the child pornography charges because what these guys do, and I think that this might've been kind of part of their strategy, um, for law enforcement was to get them on this and make him think, okay, well, I got the gun charge and maybe just like lets his guard down and continues to do all of this stuff because they're really just, they're not smart people. Right. I think Ken and I have come across this a couple of times with like other extremists as well, where they've been like called in court documents, like mentally challenged or mentally disabled. Right. Haven't they been referred to like certain individuals um, like as just really low, like bottom of the barrel in terms of intelligence, you know? Um, and I think that that's definitely kind of a common theme that we see in these groups is like they're not smart people. Yeah, but the thing with Densmore, you say, you know, they they searched his house in February 2023, found guns, which he shouldn't have if he's a schizophrenic, and but they maybe wanted to let him keep making mistakes. But they, the Justice Department admits in their own filings that they found child porn and 764 material on his phone in February 2023. And so they let him free for another 11 months. We still don't know why that is. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking for answers know, from you about I, why it is, I have, you know, I it, there's a part of me that just wants to trust that trust the plan, trust the plan. But then there's another part of me that's like, no, what the hell? Explain it. Explain the plan so that we can yeah. say, yes, I agree or no, I don't agree. 
right? Um, some transparency, I think, at this point in the FBI's existence. <laughs> I think that some transparency with the public would really go a long way to like repairing this, like, you know, I mean, nobody trusts them anymore, right? Like I, I barely even trust them anymore. And they're at this point in the game, like I've gotten to a point with this situation where like, I have to kind of trust that they're, they're doing their job um, in a sense. And I, I do still believe that the guys on the ground um, who are doing the legwork on this, like, you know, this pedophilia, child crimes against children, human trafficking stuff, I think they're good guys. And I think they care a lot about stopping these people. But there's a lot of like just administrative and procedural loopholes and dumb shit that they have to maneuver through. And I think some of that might be dictated from up top above them for reasons that they don't even know, you know. And I think that's the problem is that there's all of this like it's very it's a very opaque system. Yeah, well, we know uh, Jade was trying to work on that 09A stuff and they took her name and her work and uh, twisted it. So. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know to what extent. I mean, it doesn't sound like the 09A stuff. Uh, obviously, this is a level above 764. I mean, all we really know is of Sutter that's like actually a glowy. But I mean, still, I mean, it makes makes you wonder, like, what, what is going on here? Uh, all right, let's get into the last one, Limpkin. Uh, well, I guess not the last one. Uh, I mean, there's also we got Spritz, like I said, uh, although... I guess well, real quick in Spritz, is there any new updates with his current legal situation? Do we have any anything, or are we still in the same situation? Because I believe we were kind of waiting on stuff because there was, you know, whether she was murdered, whether she was not. I mean, I, I don't know if anything's developed with him. Uh, I'm probably not, but I yeah. should ask. I, I think that it might be a good time to push the police for information again, right? Because it's been a while. Surely the autopsy results have come out. Um but but there's no there's been no information released on my end at least not that i can like disclose yeah and i haven't pressed any further i haven't talked to the dad again or reached out to the police i thought my story would kind of set off a you know a series of events and the other reporters would be on this and i wouldn't I wouldn't have to do anything else, but it looks like, yeah, I might have to ask the police again because nobody else in the media is doing their job. That's crazy to me. That's like been the craziest part of all of this is like, where are all of those big accounts that do nothing but rattle off about satanic pedophiles all day long? Like, why aren't they eating this up? Why aren't they using this to validate they're otherwise fake bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a convoluted and complex story. But, I mean, the media can't be this low IQ that it can't just take it, pop an Adderall, read through the court documents, figure out what's going on, and let's get some publicity onto an actual satanic pedophile cult. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Tuttle in the chat says the most puzzling part of the gladio slash Satanism slash cult research is the pedophilia. The dude is planning a mass casualty event. You have him compromised. I think, uh, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, I'm, uh, I, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I think I, we, we might know why <laughs> there there's levels to this. And sometimes maybe it plays a part in some sort of honeypot or just cause these evil fucks that rule above us literally just want to fuck your kids. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just have such a hard time. I mean, I just, 
I have such a hard time, like, especially like having dealt with some of these law enforcement agents, right? Face to face, mm -hmm. like how evil would all of these people have to be, right? To, to want, to want anything like to want these guys to succeed in hurting kids yeah. in the manner in which they're hurting kids. Right. Um, I can't, I just, I can't believe in my heart that those people that I'm talking to face to face are actually evil like that. Um, I'm not that far gone yet. I think there's still hope and I think there's still good people trying to help kids in this country. Now, whether they're being efficient in doing so, that's definitely something that's a matter of debate and something that I think um, we need a lot more transparency to, um, you know, to, to help us make up our, our minds, right? Because at this point, it's like, hey, and I mentioned this with the Jade Parker stuff too uh, earlier today, right? It's like I, I've heard Jade say on multiple occasions that, oh, these anonymous internet sleuths, these journalists, these people who like, um, you know, they, they get into something and they start doing their research and they start putting out information and it disrupts counterterrorism operations because in their minds, they're like these, um, you know, Marvel Universe superheroes, right? That are like shielding all the public from all this harm. And they don't, they don't want the public to know. They want to maintain this like secrecy. But at some point, they need to acknowledge that like open source intelligence has expanded so dramatically that they're not going to be able to do that anymore. Um, at this point, what they should start doing is leaning on the public, leaning on journalists, leaning on anonymous researchers to, to help them like fight for a common cause. Right. And at what point are we going to start seeing them acknowledge that this is a viable option rather than just kind of keeping us in the dark and allowing us to continue screwing up their operation? Because if we understood what that was, then maybe, you know, we would have a better understanding, but they can't expect us to know something that they're intentionally keeping secret. Hmm. Uh, a says, I feel sorry for you three. You are sweet and innocent and have a perfected view of the state and its duty to its people. You're staring to the abyss in the heart of the devil. Uh, I don't know. Uh, apparently you haven't watched the rest of my, uh, you know, show <laughs> or any other episode ever. Uh, and especially since I've been the complete devil's advocate during all of this. Uh, I mean, don't be wrong. I agree with BX's estimation that there are good people uh, that are you know, trying to do the right thing, but I, I'm of the opinion as an entity, it's completely fucked. And I think there are people like Jade Parkers or whatever who think they're doing the right thing and are trying to do stuff, but they get fucked over when it gets to a certain point. And, they, and I'm, I'm sure they can to some extent affect change, but I mean, let's be real. If say we have some sort of, not saying this is the case, but say we have some sort of Epstein level, uh, you know, um, you know, honeypot operation <laughs> with kids, uh, and some, you know, on the beat, uh, FBI agent tries to, you know, crack the case, it's probably not going to go the way he wants it to go. Uh, and uh, I, I'm a little bit concerned that may be somewhat an issue here. I don't know. I mean, like I said earlier, the only real stuff uh, I've seen, you know, is, you know, that's like for sure is Sutter. But I don't know. As I've been digging into 098 and <laughs> other stuff, it's definitely made me be like, what the fuck? Uh, so I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something there. I mean, sometimes there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get into Limpkin. Uh, Ken, uh, tell me about him because I guess he's our last guy, and and then I guess we can get a little bit more uh, philosophical about nine A and seven. Yeah, sure. Another scumbag, early twenty-year-old kid. Um, one of the uh, another got 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 girls to cut themselves and things like that. Uh, 
a share a showed um, child pornography of a five-year-old being raped. I mean, just the most disgusting stuff you could imagine. Uh, in another case, again, we're trying to give the Justice Department the benefit of the doubt, but uh, the the FBI began investigating Limkin in May of last year, interviewed him in April 2023, and it took another six months for the FBI to finally arrest him. And you got to imagine he probably victimized some people in that interim. And again, they have all this evidence of so the chat rooms, the child pornography. It's not clear to my, not clear to me why they took so long to make the arrest. Um, we mentioned that Densmore was in the military. I don't think this kid was in the military, but one thing that stuck out to me in the charging papers was that the investigating agent was actually an Army Criminal Intelligence Division agent who was uh, tasked to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force uh, uh, team. I, I've i never seen that before. Maybe somebody in the FBI or a veteran reporter who's covered more of these cases than I have can explain why an Army Intelligence Division or criminal, an Army, Army uh, investigator was the lead agent on this case. I have no idea. Maybe in Hawaii, that's just how the resources are divvied up. Uh, but that's one thing that stuck out to me. Um, he, so he was arrested in, what, December, November. And the latest thing I saw just before this show was that the Justice Department is seeking a protective order on all the discovery. They've got terabytes of evidence, but it looks like the public's probably never going to see it. Uh, they're arguing it's to protect the identities of minors, and that's obviously a valid reason. But Again, with all the non-transparency and all the, the dragging of feet, uh, one has to wonder, you know, why, why are they seeking to seal all the evidence in this case? Yeah, uh, yeah. it's definitely weird. I think uh, the only way we're really, uh, I mean, yeah, there might be, there might be some legit, like, I think there needs to be a groundswell of people complaining about this for there to be any sort of chance, in my opinion, of actually something really happening is what it seems like. Uh, I mean, at the very least, maybe they do have some big grand operation going on and they're just biding their time. But at certain points, like it's been years. Uh, can you deal with the kid fuckers, please? Great. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know how many more of these that need to slide through. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's any, for any father, this is a horrifying idea. I mean, if you look at the M.O. of these people, it seems to be they find young, you know, probably I'd say 13 to early 20s range uh kids whether that be on roblox or whatever the fuck the kids are doing um you know shit like that and they they prey upon them um so yeah uh, it's it's sketchy stuff but i think what we're doing here is really really important to actually hopefully make some change because i'm not super duper hopeful but you would think a story like this would be able to catch fire and get moving uh but i think it's only really been us covering it so far, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep this. I've already made this into a playlist though, for people wondering, uh, cause I have a feeling this will be ongoing stuff. Um, you have any thoughts on Limpkin, uh, before we move on to the next part, BX? Um, you know, I, I do remember, you know, when, when all this happened, uh, seeing some chatter on 098 Twitter, um, discussing this man as possibly being, you know, uh, an op for, meaning that it's just um, part of their mythological labyrinth 
right? Their labyrinth mythologos or whatever. I'm not going to try to speak like a 19th century vampire like they do. Um, but, you know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They, they, they're trying to imply that they set up these LARPs, basically, right? Um, these influence operations for whatever reason. Um, maybe the reason is, you know, in our opinion, I think that a lot of us would agree that it's like likely to be political in a lot of ways. Right. But in some cases, I think, according to them, um, it's really more of just doing our sinister work kind of stuff. Um, so there was some implications that that guy was an opfer, right. Or that, that group, I guess, in general. Um, and one thing that after we had our talk, um, last time, a couple of weeks ago, my one of my threads got blown up by these 09A guys um, talking to each other like gothic vampires on this thread. And I think it was a thread that Kyle Serafin and I had been talking back and forth and it just got overrun by these like, you know, these the order of right angles guys on Twitter and they were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And one Watch thing twist. that you know, about- my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on five socks, probably. Yeah. Well, we had speculated that, but they got really, how dare you? <laughs> Which uh, doesn't make it any less suspicious. But, um, you know, they, uh, yeah, um, they were kind of trying to tell me, you know, like, well, 09A, we're not actually pedophiles. Like, we abhor child abuse. We hate it so much. But also, it's just a natural output of Satanism. I mean, you're just going to have to accept this. Some Satanists are going to do that shit, you know? And I'm like, doesn't sound like you hate it too much, bro. Sounds like you're kind of accepting of it because you're evil fucks, right? And um, that, but but one thing I, it's very apparent. I mentioned this last time: the dichotomy between seven six four and 9 a When you're talking to them, inter- like interacting with them online, for example, the O nine a guys will chat with you respectfully, politely, using proper grammar and punctuation, and like they'll never threaten you. They'll they'll always try to influence your opinion. Right. They'll really try to give you persuasive debates to try to put you on their side. And they do it in a way that's like these people are more intelligent. Right. Um, And then you get the 764 guys and they're just like, I'm going to rape your mom. (laughs) So it's like, well, these guys are just these lowbrow criminal thugs. Um, And the dichotomy is just so glaring. Right. Like these these one thing is not like the other thing. These are two different things. And so I would like to to figure out what that actual connection is. Um, You know, aside from the aesthetics that they use, which are similar, aside from the fact in their telegram groups, a lot of the literature from 09A gets thrown around and, you know, um, disseminated in there. And, you know, obviously there's a guy had a picture behind with the flag behind him. That's not good enough 
for me to be like, oh, it's a connection, right? I want to see something a little bit more tangible there to kind of understand what the um, what the character of that connection actually is. Yeah, and we'll get into the... Oh, go ahead, Ken. Oh, I was just going to say one thing, uh, going down the 09A rabbit hole, there are descriptions of 09A affiliates in Europe that did similar things to 764 uh, in terms of like getting girls to cut themselves and stuff like that. So again, yeah, that's probably not good enough connection, but uh, that did stand out to me that maybe like, uh, you know, the Joshua Caleb Sutter strain of 09A might not do 764 type heinous things, but there did seem to be some European 09A affiliates that were more similar to 764. Um, I haven't looked into that deeply, but that's one thing that I did notice. All right, we'll get into the 09A 764 interplay here in a second. Got to do a word from our sponsors. I have Fox and Sons Coffee. Fans of No Way Jose, use the code Jose to re- receive 15% off your order of $30 or more. Orders of $37.99 and over are always shipped free. This is in the continental US, USA. <coughs> www.foxandsons.com. Uh, Fox and Sons isn't just an advertiser. They support people that put out stuff like this. I mean, because of them, I'm able to do cool shit like this. Uh, he started out his love for coffee and a way to honor times with his dad and a way to pass that on to his kids as well to teach the entrepreneurial spirit that his dad taught to him. High-quality beans sourced from small family farms, organic filter, fair trade, and small batch roasted. <coughs> they ship fast, and, and through the end of uh, February, you can get free shipping of orders over $37.99. I know you guys are going to get coffee anyway, so go do that. Use Jose, and that way they can know uh, I'm sending people over their way. And with that, let's get back into it. All right, guys, the connection. What is the, the current claim, like the official narrative, or what is claimed to be the connection as is between uh, 764 and 09A? I mean, whoever, whoever feels they're more uh, apt to take that question. Do you want to take it? Uh- I've only read what the Justice Department has filed <laughs> in court records, and I think the FBI issued a bulletin, and I could probably find the exact quote, but they just – they assert that 764 represents a more violent strain of 09A, uh, explicitly using child porn and self-harm, but they don't explain how the government knows that. So I don't know if BX has anything further. Yeah, um, no, like we were just mentioning, right? I would like to see something more tangible come out of that. Um, you know, the the most that I've gotten is again, like you know, this chatter in their little Twitterverse where they're talking about the potential of these guys being one of their uh, influence operations. Um, and then there's the person um, who may or may not be David Myatt, <laughs> who is talking, going back and forth with us on our thread and trying to convince us that David Myatt doesn't approve of that. And that uh, pre-2008 09A was much different from post-2008 09A. And that that was when Sutter came in with his Fed ops and, you know, his glow ops and started to try to do all these things, tilt the public opinion against them and, you know, trying to like, you know, subvert their organization and this and that. Even though, David, I think that you've always been a subversive organization, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) you know, however, like, so that that's just kind of where they were taking it. Like they were, they're trying to convince us very strongly that Sutter has always been um, a glow op and that, um, 
he's basically destroyed their organization since 2008. Yeah. And Sutter, okay, we have Maya and we have Sutter. And Sutter is the one that's confirmed was an informant of some sort. I believe what connected to some sort of publishing company. And then Maya's the main guy who supposedly had Gladio ties and all sorts of other shit. Although I think, don't we need, I believe, you know, do we have anything that proves any of this out? Or is this just his own words? Because I know that's a big thing is he's kind of created his own autobiography in a lot of ways, his own lore. It's hard to say. I think we know Myatt, a guy named David Myatt was definitely in, was it column 18, which is the British paramilitary? 88, okay. Um, So we know he was there, but I guess David Myatt has denied being involved in 09A, even though every academic who studied him says the... Uh, the real O9 or the O9A mythological guy is Anton Long, but everybody says that that's the same guy as David Myatt by studying his philosophy, the way he writes, uh, you know, the whole package. So, um, yeah, it, I, I would say it's pretty much established. Um, maybe somebody like Kyle Serafin would disagree, but <laughs> that's. I bet I'm about the Anson Long thing because I think that at one point Maya even admitted that he was him, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, interesting. I think that he's bounced around a lot. Yeah, like, obviously, there's a lot of shifting narratives in his own lifeline that he tells people. So it's interesting, right? Yeah, and it's interesting that sometimes he even plays up the gladio aspect to kind of make himself seem more mysterious and kind of like a James Bond type character, I guess. I think that's what he goes for at times. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, that would be like a claim to fame, right? Because like people tend to associate Gladio with these like, you know, Soviet era super spies, you know, which yeah. has a certain aesthetic. But at the same time, not everybody who was in Operation Gladio was a Soviet, you know, super spy. You know, some of them were basically just human shields. <laughs> so. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of want to get your thoughts. I know, Ken, you, you've done, I don't know how much digging you've done, uh, BX, but I know, Ken, I don't know if you read all of Ramsey's book or if he's read portions of it or, or it seems like you've been digging into this a little bit. Do you feel like 764 comports with a an offshoot of 09A? Because that seems to be a common through line from my digging into 09A is that they seem to, this is what they do. Uh, which I think is a natural byproduct of some of their, their like uh, their methodology of using like cell structures to where they mm-hmm. naturally do kind of spawn off into other things and take different forms. Uh, you know, as we you mentioned, what the Brothers of Blood or something like that. There, there's multiple offshoots. The Heffenweizen or whatever the fuck the the the, uh, the German word was. I, I don't know. Uh, but either way, there, there's all sorts of different offshoots of 09A. Does this seem to comport with something that would be 09A related? Do you do you think so? Because that's uh, the kind of vibe I'm getting. I'd say yes, just because, like I mentioned, the European offshoots of 09A had previously conducted similar activities. I got to imagine to a lesser extent, but you know, getting girls to cut themselves, animal sacrifices, um, you know, child porn. The European groups did that, and now we're seeing seeing seven six four do that. Uh, beyond that, like the Justice Department explicitly says that seven six four is an offshoot, and you know they they're privy to exponentially more evidence than we are. They have terabytes 
of videos, chat room logs, uh, all kind of evidence just from like from Adam Waffen cases that are five years old now. There's still so much that we haven't seen and so many connections we could probably make if, you know, we there was some government transparency here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like I was going to say, well, yeah, because I've seen the 09A stuff in the incel forum, which is where I really even started out with all of this, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really realize that it was there until I was able to start doing targeted searches because I knew what I was looking for, right? Because there's millions of posts on that forum. Uh, but once I was able to start targeting that forum for like the word, you know, or certain words related to order of nine angles, like order of nine angles. I just put type it in there and see what happens. Um, and that's when I started to realize that they were in there and they were trying to get people to do really disgusting, disturbing stuff. But then I realized also that those accounts didn't seem to join the board until about 2021, 2022, which is around the time when we saw these. And now they might have had accounts before that got banned or something. I don't know. But as far as like the what's pre what's currently on the board, um, all of it seems to have happened in the past couple of years, and that's a lot of animal human sacrifice, uh, kill yourself to become kill yourself in a bloody suicide ritual so that you can become a revenge ghost and haunt the Stacys that have uh, you know mocked you in your life. Like it's really just corny stuff that you have a hard time believing it actually works. Um, summon a demon to get pussy. Use use uh, satanic magic to get pussy. Like I'm not making it sound. It's if it sounds cringe, this is exactly the reality. <laughs> like it's um, because in the incel forum, things are a lot less dark and ominous and gothic, and, and a lot more Mimi and Stacy and Chad and Normies and like you know, it's just all meme culture and it's all real corny, anyways. And so, what you're seeing is these guys trying to vibe with the forum, trying to use the lingo, trying to like you know. Um, get on good rapport with these guys so that they can, um, you know, get them to buy stuff from their shops. They have Etsy shops. <laughs> so I can't even, I'm sorry. They have Etsy shops where they sell like these magic <laughs> spell, you know, devices and uh, like potions and shit. Like, it's just weird, man. BX, yeah, you said, so people started seeing traces of 764 activity in 2021. Well, I did. Or, okay. Yeah. I just think that's interesting because that's when the FBI officially started investigating 764. And I don't want to flare up Jose's schizo <laughs> radar, but that's just, yeah. That's I mean, I don't know why. Pretty. Like, I just feel like it's crazy to me. I, like, the stuff that they posted, like, I've had to report some of the stuff that they posted to Nick Mick, right? Because it, and I, without even having to click on, um, the link, the thumbnail told me that it was either child porn or like real, real borderline meant to look like it kind of fetish stuff. Right. Um, and so I just went ahead and reported it by default. Um, and, uh, I, and like, you know, the dead killing dogs and stuff, like, I just, I can't trying to goad people to commit suicide. It just seems too like, if the FBI has put someone in there to do that, I have a big fucking problem with that. A big fucking problem with that. And if I found out that that was true, I would probably make a big fuss. <laughs> because the means don't justify the ends. There's a way to do your job without goading people to murder themselves and <clears throat> kill other people. Like, so to me, that's unacceptable 
um, <laughs> operation. Um, but yeah, you know, it, one of the guys, and I haven't said this publicly, but I'll say it now because I don't really care anymore. Um, but you know, the account that was doing most of that posting on the Intel board, um, it was posting under the name Michael W. Ford. And um, Michael W. Ford is at, was actually like what the outer spokesman or whatever for 09A like several years ago, like back in the 2000s. Um, and uh, he has a really big online presence. Like you can see he's ramped up his presence on Instagram, on YouTube. He's doing the same kind of shit there um, with like less TOS breaking, you know, obviously the incel form allows for basically everything. Um, if it's obviously illicit, sometimes they'll remove it. But, um, so I started to wonder if this guy actually was Michael W. Ford. And if this guy was actually still associated with 09A, um, because what he was doing in addition to all that nasty stuff was he was, um, like urging people to read the 09A literature and posting full ass PDFs of the entire book. Here you go. Read the literature. Right. So, you know, and they'll try to be like, Oh, they're just memeing. It's a meme. And you're like, bro, <laughs> like they're posting the whole ass propaganda. And you know, it's, this isn't memeing. This is terrorism, honestly. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of really interesting stuff. It just really makes you wonder what the truth actually is. Yeah. And can I put an exclamation point on what you just said, just to let, uh, viewers and listeners know like how the insult forum is, you know, it's, it's a forum for guys who can't get laid to commiserate, but it's also DHS funded and sponsored researchers are on that forum uh, uh, doing academic work on the incel issue. And then we've got this Michael W. Ford guy, an, an avowed 09A member also on there. And again, like, what the hell is the DHS doing not shutting down this forum that's making causing money. harm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're definitely making money. But yeah, that yeah. It would a whole nother rabbit hole to well, go. I mean, I could talk about that in the context of this, though, in the context yeah. of Jade Parker. And, you know, one of the things is like, I feel like people will be like, oh, poor Jade. Like, you know, I treat her with a velvet glove and all this, right? But I do have some very hard questions for that woman, right? Um, one of the questions I would immediately ask her is what was her actual association with Nama Cates in the incel form? And how much did she know about this, uh, this second, basically for people who don't know, the incel forum owners have a sister website that has been made making that international news over the past couple of years, because it's a suicide for profit website where they literally try to validate and convince and push and coerce suicidal people who enter the forum to kill themselves, kill themselves, and they sell them the means to do so for profit. They sell them poison and suicide kits with like gas and masks and inert gas and stuff. Like it's actually crazy. Um, it's disgusting and sick. And the way that that suicide website is advertised in the incel forum makes it really clear that they're trying to drive customers over there. They're trying to convince incels to kill themselves. Um, and I don't know, you know, you're dealing with these counterterrorism people, right? Who are, in my opinion, because of having to deal with them a lot over the past couple of years, is that a lot of them are really brainwashed into this kind of like heroes mentality where it's for the greater good. I'm a hero. I'm doing everything for the greater good and this and that. And it, it's when you try to push them on these hard questions, when you try to say like how, how, what is an acceptable level 
of casualties that you're willing to accept to produce this fucking paper, right? Um, like what, how many deaths, how many suicides would you say is acceptable, right? They'll clam up, they'll block you. They want not, no, they don't want to even be pointed out that their, their moral, uh, their moral armor can be so easily chipped away at, right? Cause it's like, they're wearing this moral suit of armor, but there's all these holes. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of questions about that. And I have a lot of questions about what the DHS is basically allowing to continue in order to study these, you know, terrorists or whatever the hell they're doing in there. Because as far as I know, they're just, it's a racket, right? Because they have to make money. And if terrorism goes away tomorrow, DHS doesn't get Congress, uh, Congress money. Um, DHS can't just distribute that funding to NGOs. Those guys who are salaried academia, they, they lose their jobs because there's no work. So everybody wants terrorism to continue. And when people get tired of one boogeyman, don't worry, we've been working on the next one. Here it is, big bad monster. These like little, you know, uh, nerds who have a hard time getting laid are now the scariest people in the country. Like it's almost right. becoming comical. You've heard the newest threat. It's transgenders. They're all, the, yeah. all the mass shooters are transgenders according to, you know, Twitter. The amount of replies and rhetoric and comments on current events. I want everyone to, to, if you take one thing away from this, I want you to take this away. The number of comments you see on Twitter that are actually bots is absurd. It dwarfs the number of regular people by a magnitude, right? And so whenever you see a comment thread about a mass shooting, trans, 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 blah, 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 and you're like, how can people be this dumb? But you don't realize that sometimes you're looking at a bot farm. Um, and you know, and the really good question is like, who's sponsoring and funding that bot farm? Because those are the people who want to drive that narrative. They want to, they're basically playing right into accelerationist hand there. They're giving them exactly what they want. And in a way it's their fault that it continues to happen. Yeah. I don't know if this is 764 or 09A ideology propaganda you sent me before. Judging by the way it read, it read like 764. It sounded like some retard wrote it. But, uh, it, so, like, literally was a whole, like, you know, the stereotypical leftist meme type bullshit where it's gigantic, you know, wall of script. But I actually, unfortunately, read all of that. And in there, there were literally saying stuff like, you know, if it's, if it's right-wing militia members, you know, push that angle. If it's trannies, push that angle. And so that, that is, like, they're kind of on the edges. That, like, seems to be their goal is to accelerate things on the edges where they can in all realms so you know everyone wants to find this easy you know oh it's the right winger you know militias oh it's the trannies and it's like well, i don't know i don't think it's really necessarily that simple uh, i think there might be more <coughs> to it um but now let's get into i wanted to talk a little bit about the 09a ideology because i think that might enlighten people and how maybe this could possibly connect to the 764, you know, as I just you know mentioned that little piece of propaganda you sent me over, all that did was written in a retarded way. It you know, kind of just sounded like the you know uh, the dumbed down version of some of 09A's ideology. And I know the core thing that comes up frequently with 09A amongst people who look into this, it seems to be the dichotomy <laughs> between people is whether they're fake or whether it's real. Because as we've kind of teased about Maya, you know, multiple times, he's kind of wrote a shitload of his own biography. He's kind of created this weird lore around himself. 
where he, you know, he's known to literally have multiple sock accounts and multiple pseudonyms and will interact with them to create whatever effect. I mean, it's hard to understand his ends or his reasoning. Uh, so a lot of people surmise from that that it's all fake. But one thing I found interesting, you know, digging into this is that there is a whole, I mean, and Ken might be able to correct me a little bit on this. There's a whole, there's like a rank system within 09A and the, the last rank that you can really find anything about is the pre-culling phase. And according to their ideology, they're supposed to cull, which is essentially, you know, one could surmise a killing of some sort. Uh, and this gets into really interesting things. Some people have made connections between these things called the smiley face killings, which I found that to be hmm. super interesting. But the point being is that in order for them to reach this next rank, they have to essentially kill someone. And the idea is to kill, get away with it. Typically, they try to, you know, target someone who is, you know, kind of the young bull type thing. And usually a young, you know, white male that kind of, you know, has, you know, whether it be the jock or the, the smart kid or whatever. Someone that kind of fits that general archetype. It seems to be what they target and try to do it. And they try to do it in subversive ways so that they're, you know, they're not really, you know, having to deal with an actual fight with this young man. Uh, but point being is, so this is where people say, oh, it's fake, but it's like, okay, but they literally in their ideology say, you know, if, so it's kind of like, if you think it's fake, then you think no one's ever killed anyone and gotten to the next level. Or if they did, they're like, oh, well, we didn't actually expect anyone to get this far. Like, so I guess just kind of generally, Ken, what are, what are your thoughts of this? Do you, do you find this concerning? Because this makes me incredibly fucking schizophrenic when I learn about their ideology. I understand, you know, especially within our realm, everyone wants to jump to, oh, well, he's a Fed. Like, okay, well, yeah, it could be a, this could be a Fed thing. I, I'm not at all, not at all, not open to that. Uh, if anything, I lean towards it. But still, like, okay, you create this ideology that you know you sort of, in esoteric ways, lay out this mo to kill people, and if you do it you get to go to the next level and we have no idea of this next level. So I don't know if you just, your thoughts generally about 09A, should this be something we're concerned about? Are you more towards it's fake or are you still just don't know what the fuck's going on? Yeah, probably the, the last option I'd have to, I'd have to select. Um, I, yeah, I would leave right now. I'm leaning towards that's this whole, you know, leveling up thing is kind of part of the mythology the aesthetics, maybe they want to attract sociopaths, but not necessarily to turn them into mages or whatever. I know there were some cases from the 70s and 80s and maybe even the 90s about uh, supposed callings uh, that uh, people were suspicious of David Myatt about. I, I really can't speak to that competently. I pretty much only you know, read a little bit of real, William Ramsey's book and gone down the podcast rabbit hole as well. I, I'd have to defer to BX if she has any thoughts on that. No, not really. That's kind of beyond, like, I still need to read um, William Ramsey's book um, and whatnot, but that is interesting, you know, to think about like some of the more satanic uh, serial killers, right? Uh, and you definitely got to wonder, right? I mean, like Son of Sam, or is that the one, right? Um, I think that's probably one that people would um, would equate with this satanic theme. Um, Richard Ramirez, right, definitely was a Satanist. Um, so, yeah, there's 
It's definitely a great question. I don't know if we'll ever know, but this is where this is where this entire topic kind of um, conflates itself with true crime, which is actually kind of where where my interest lies. Right. Really interested. Not I, I'm not so much a kind of true crime enjoyer that just wants to hear the gory details. I really I, I really gravitate towards those cases where there's still an air of mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like so. Yeah, I mean, I guess that does kind of add an element that I hadn't really considered before. I think the case that might shed light on this, if the evidence were ever unsealed, again, there's terabytes of data that's not made public, but the Ethan Meltzer case, he was a member of the Adam Waffen Division, which was this neo-Nazi quasi-terrorist group, also a member of the Order of Nine Angles. And I think he was in, what, the Army or the Navy stationed in Italy and he was planning on, I, I don't know the exact details, but leaking information to get Al-Qaeda to a, a, a attack his division. And I know there were questions about whether he was doing that because he was a diehard accelerationist, uh, a Nazi, or if because he was into the whole Order of Nine Angles thing and he wanted to you know, k- get... 50 people killed in his division and then he would achieve, you know, whatever the, the final level is, as you were hinting at. Yeah. Ethan Melzer's uh like a really interesting case. And actually he, he kind of came up earlier. We were looking back at like some of these telegrams that are still, I don't know, JM J. in chat can probably answer this, but I, I don't know if, um, if they're still open, but there was like a rape Waffen telegram channel still. I, I don't know if that might have been an archive, but because like we know that the the rape Waffen was like the Adam Waffen spinoff that kind of entrapped Ethan Melzer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, right around the time that Sutter had had uh, come in and shaken hands with the guys from Adam Waffen division and said, hey, you're all spooky Satanists now. You want to be spooky Satanists? And these, you know, dumbasses were like, yeah, hell yeah, you know. But <laughs> what it actually did was it drove a rift in, within Adam Waffen. Because half of these guys were like basically white Christian nationalists, right? And didn't want anything to do with Satanism and were mad, and were mad about it. And so those guys left. It basically was just like this, which is, you know, definitely a fed up, right? Divide and conquer strategy. They've used it. I mean, I can think of a dozen historical examples of this right off the top of my head. So, you know, clearly this is something that's been used in the past. Um, but Ethan Melser is really interesting because in the court filings, you find out that, um, well, they said that, you know, one of the people in there was an FBI informant um, or not maybe like an, maybe an informant for the FBI, not saying that they were an undercover agent, but they were an informant. Um, and that person was really like, they're so obvious about it, right? They're like, Exactly where and when do you plan your terror attack? Okay, and and what supplies are you bringing to your terror attack on this date in this exact location? Ah, I see. Like, it's just so obvious. These guys are so, so dumb and low IQ, right, (laughs) to to fall for this shit. But also about Ethan Melzer is like another one of the people, there were like four people total in his group chat. One of them was a Fed. The other one was just a straight LARPer. Like it ended up being like it was like somebody saying that they were like a Canadian paratrooper and all of this. And it ended up being like a 15 year old kid um, who had just gotten out of a mental hospital. (laughs) And you're like, what is going on here? Like the details of that case were were very similar to like the like not 
similar in a way to the Whitmer kidnapping, where it reminded me kind of of that, because what it said was, and this is what Ethan Melzer's defense was trying to argue, was that everybody that he was in the chat with were based, were FBI adjacent or feds or just fake. Um, he was in a fake chat room full of fake people that were never going to carry out a terror attack. Um, and it didn't work, you know, <laughs> the defense, but still really interesting to see this kind of stuff in play. And like, you know, it's obvious to us that this was a fed op. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm sure there's no doubt in your mind that this was a federal infiltration to break up Adam Waffen. And I think that that's generally accepted among even people who study this at all. Um, but I think that it's really interesting that they don't put that narrative out publicly, right? You kind of have to just be in the know. It's like an open secret. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would assume it's because it would, uh, make them look bad to some extent, but I am not sure. Nicholas Lee in the chat says, you guys got to get William Ramsey on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to hit him up soon. I'd like to get an episode, uh, with him and maybe me, Ken and BX. So that way we can kind of, you know, get some of his knowledge on the ideology of these two groups and his thoughts on it. Uh, but yeah, I gotta set that up. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, do you have any any, any closing thoughts on just kind of maybe the 09A and slash or the 764 ideology or and or the interplay? Any insights that you feel like you want to have addressed here? But uh, either way, I feel like we're probably gonna end up doing another one of these sometime soon. Uh, there's no way with all the, the things in flux that we don't get some sort of new news. But any closing thoughts from you guys? Ken, you, you, I guess go with you. Do you have any, do you have any closing thoughts before we go here? Not really. Just waiting for arrests, waiting for any other reporters to actually cover this. I mean, it's it's truly truly astounding. It seems like a, a really good story to me, but well, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, BX, before we get out of here, anything? I, I don't know if there's anything you felt like you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, but I, I, I think we, we that might be it. No, I mean, like, you know, props to you guys and everybody in here who's, like, I guess, brave enough to talk about this because I guess, you know, everybody wants to do satanic pedophile ring exposing until it's time to do satanic pedophile ring exposing shit, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, and I, and I will admit that it's been intimidating. I mean, there's been times where I've really just gone to bed and been like, what the fuck am I actually doing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can't believe this is real and actually happening. Um, and, uh, you know, as many people as I've pitched this to, as many people as I've, tw I've tweeted at about it, like, hey, you should cover this, right? To see everybody going, oh, shit, that, that looks legit. I'm going to stick with my trans mass shooter angle for now. You know, it really does kind of, I don't know. I mean, I already knew that the space was this way, but it's definitely like a wake up call to see it kind of happening and playing out. You're like, maybe they're just waiting for like a big arrest or something, which we already got with Dinsmore. So nah, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, with that, Ken, where can they find your work at? Uh, headlineusa.com, the Libertarian Institute on Twitter at JD underscore cashless. BX? Um, BX underscore on underscore X on Twitter. Um, and you can, um, in my Twitter bio, you can get to my Beacons links where I do art, you know? Okay, look, I made this. I'm not going to try to, like, take your show bragging, but, like, I made this pretty art piece, okay? That is pretty. You know? Yeah, thank you. So if you want to, like, buy the art I make when I'm, like, you know, ranting about satanic pedophiles on live streams, then <laughs> go check out my Etsy page, Art by BX. 
Well, all right. Thank you guys for coming. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Tower Gang Jose. If you want to support my content, patreon.com, snowyjose2020. Go get that coffee. It was Jose at checkout, foxandsons.com. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Share this around, for real. This is a... Uh, this is big stuff, and it's not getting the attention it deserves, so help us out with that. And with that, we are out. Oh, uh, real quick, I did want to let you guys know, I, I totally forgot to mention it um, for the audience. Uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you saw this, but the Yiki thing is not happening this Friday. Disregard any, I have future episodes, I have other episodes because my stuff's behind the paywall that will be coming out later where I may say stuff about it. Disregard those. This is the most up-to-date information from this stream. Uh, it is not happening Friday, but it is still happening. It's still happening. I got confirmation from the booker. It's just logistical issues, so we just weren't able to do Friday. So I'll let you guys know when we have another date. But it is still happening, but it's not happening this Friday. So just letting you guys know that so you don't think I'm a liar when you don't see me on Tim Pool's show on Friday. But with that, we are out. Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Miki Couture blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Miki blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture.